0: back to Eat the Damn Cake. I'm Carly. And I'm Maddie. I'm here, bitches. Ha ha. She She's me. back. Did you miss her after last week, after her little phone call? Her little phone call in? I was like, what did I call in about? But Your I Lulu. remember now. You're um, ambassador.
1: Welcome to Eat the Damn Cake podcast. If you have never listened before. We are a lifestyle podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are a health and wellness and lifestyle podcast. Trying to make the fitness industry more inclusive. So people know they don't have to look. Certain way, dress a certain way, work out a certain way in order to be a part of it, but also just kind of talk about our life experiences, how they've
0: shaped us, what we've learned on our years. Well, I think after last week or actually after both my solo episodes, we could now be in the comedy section. What do you think, Carl's? Yeah. Someone uh, did reach out to me, and they said I did not offend any of the Swifties. Okay, they right. were like, "As a Swiftie, I was not offended." Yeah. Carly was at dinner telling you the things that she said, and I was literally like, "She got so stressed out and stopped talking the rest of dinner." And that's was like, not true. You did. You were literally like shaking your head. You were. You looked angry. No, you had this look that's in your eyes. Literally not true at all. I sat
1: there, and Mom made a joke. Was like, "Oh no, Maddie's gonna have to make sure she's always on now." I like, "No, I like really. I promise, I didn't do anything." About Bad. And then I was like, okay, good. I didn't. And that was the end of it. I mean,
0: I think people pay, like, that think paying that much for a Taylor Swift ticket is reasonable is the minority. So oh, yeah. for sure
1: and also like You're said. preaching to the choir But also like I think that Swifties That paid that much know that it's insane They do So like if people well, say I mean, and here's That's the thing. insane
0: We're just calling out they Swifties agree. but people did the same for Harry Styles Oh yeah I mean although I would do Like
1: I, I wouldn't do that because I just don't have the dollar amount To do that but if I did
0: Who would you do it for? I would do it for Harry Styles for sure Do you know enough of his songs? Mm-hmm. Maddie's like I know three off the top of my head
1: (laughs) i would probably
0: do that for for the harry style i'd
1: probably do it for the lumineers too like to get really up and up
0: close we didn't even pay for vip at i know which was like an extra 50 (laughs) no vip
1: was an extra 150 i'm pretty sure which looking back i would totally have done Uh, it uh, yeah i wish we had but I don't think I guess we'll just trickle on into our weekend. Yeah, we went in. We went to Boston calling this weekend. It was Carly's birthday. Yay. We celebrate everyone
0: for all the birthday wishes. Yes.
1: Um, Thank you, everyone, for making sure she got a lot of birthday wishes. Did you get a lot? Yeah, that's great. Cause again, no big
0: deal. <laughs> no, I did. It was great. I I felt very fulfilled. I feel like this was the first year where I actually wasn't focused on like who wished me happy birthday and who didn't. It was more just like enjoying the day with like the people I was with and enjoying yes. the weekend. Yes. I like, because then I, there are so many times I forget To wish people a happy birthday or, like, see their stories and, like, keep clicking through. And then I'm like, oh, I need to remember to text them and then we'll close my phone and forget. So, like, I will never, like, going forward take offense because over the past year I've been so bad about wishing people happy birthday. So that's when I kind of, like, it used to, like, really bother me. I'd be like, so we're not friends anymore? No, I literally don't give a fuck. (laughs) My closest friends could forget. And I'm like, I really don't care. Yeah. No, I... I... I feel
1: like I've forgotten people's birthdays so many times. And then, you know, I think as you get older, two birthdays, we were talking about this. Birthdays don't feel like birthdays anymore. They that don't. sounds so depressing. Yeah. And, here's and I mean, the thing. The actual day doesn't feel like a birthday. Celebrating yeah. your birthday can be really fun, but the actual day, it just feels like another day.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> not like you go into kindergarten and you wear a birthday hat around all day no. and like everyone in the school wishes you a happy birthday. It's not like that. And
1: also I'm more of a Christmas girl. <laughs> all right birthdays just birthdays are great i love celebrating here's the thing i love celebrating other people on their birthdays Me too but on my own birthday i'm really not like making everything about me yeah no. and i'm not like a birthday month girl i'm my birthday is one day i'm pretty sure i worked on my birthday this year yeah and just i i didn't even tell half the clients that came in most of them didn't know it was my birthday because i didn't i, remember, I wasn't like yeah. today's my birthday like i it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. No, and exactly. Even clients will come in sometimes and I don't know it's their birthday and they don't tell me in the post. I'm like, what the fuck? You didn't tell me. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it just doesn't matter as much, but I we actually it. did celebrate Carly a lot this weekend because it was her golden birthday, the 29th, 29 on the 29th. Yep. I remember my 14th. Like Do you? Was, no. <laughs> like, I don't think it was, <laughs> I
0: don't think it was really a thing. Hurley. Yeah. Wait, what day I is I was your, in Australia 20, for my 22nd? Mm-hmm. But was your it? legs didn't work on your 22nd. Yeah, they didn't. Week. I what? literally fell out of bed. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And you were, like, freaked out, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just bizarre. bizarre. They, like, fell asleep. And I was like, oh, this is- the, I guess a, this is 22. <laughs> what a start. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyways, we went to- Boston Calling. Boston Calling on Saturday. That was kind of, like, the kickoff for Carly's B-Day weekend. Yeah.
0: And and we got to see Noah Kahan and the Lumineers. Which Noah Kahan well, was unbelievable. Unbelievable. He was amazing. So but. it was Maddie, Nick, Joe and I, and my friend Alex, yes. um, who came from Boston Calling. Yeah, from Hoboken and she it came was, for the weekend. it was overwhelming. If you don't know what you're getting into, me who's never been to a music festival in my entire life. Nor have I. Nor has has Alex? I think in Australia she went to one, but, but like regulated differently. Joe I and don't Nick. Know. Definitely haven't.
1: Yeah. I just need to preface. We bought these tickets in the day. January. Yeah. The day they
0: went live a while ago. And I don't know. Did you know much about Boston calling when we bought them? no I just well I every picture I've ever seen people have had like plenty of space around them so I was picturing like like, oh this is gonna be great and relaxing rolling greens like (laughs) people sitting with picnics like you know what I mean not like turf that people were just sitting down in the middle of like crowds at like medical emergencies every five minutes like that was so stressful and like whenever someone goes down like for a medical emergency I have like super anxiety like I just don't like it and like there are people on people's shoulders screaming like we need a medic, and like that just gives me because people were passing out because it was I mean, so hot at it music was so festivals hot. too. It was really hot, but at
1: music music festivals too, a lot of people do drugs and like psychedelics and because, drink. yeah. And then I'm, um, I just kept thinking to myself, how can people get. Alcohol, like because well the lines the were lines insane. were so long and the the alcohol selection at this place <laughs> was horrible. horrible. <laughs> like imagine? imagine like what what drink Desil? Let's and, talk like, to Viva, him. Yeah. Viva, like it was so bad. So it was
0: truly's. I fucking hate Truly, And they didn't even have any of the wild berry. They only had the like strawberry, strawberry yeah. lemonades, which are like hyper sugar. Oh, yeah. It just tastes like, like Splendid Packets emptied in some water. Like it's disgusting. It was Truly's Tweez, Twisted Gia, Bunch of Beer, Prosecco. But it was like, hi, like IPA beer. Yeah, and wasn't it was like, Sam Adams. They didn't have like one like Bud Light or anything you could sip on. And then Josh,
1: like Prosecco, red wine, and, and rose. rose. I'm like. So, what serial killer is drinking red wine at a music festival <laughs> other than Roger Byron? If he had been there, I know Roger Byron would have been slinging the red wine around. People would have been like, it's 90 degrees. But like. So hot. But here's the thing. I did opt in for the Prosecco because I was like, I don't like Truly. Yeah. I The rosé, I love rosé only if it's ice cold i need icicles dripping off my rose to drink it
0: so when it's like sitting there in your second glass and you're like still milking the first it, it was just yeah that
1: was awful and they didn't have they i appreciate that it was a plastic free event so it was they had liquid death which is a water company Yep. so and it wasn't that expensive it wasn't they they did make water pretty it was three dollars affordable so it wasn't like i'm $9. honestly
0: shocked they didn't have it available for
1: just- free
0: for free yeah well nope no music festival we'll do that Um, the bathrooms are so far from where the stages were there were only two bathroom sections and one was when you came into the festival
1: and the other one was like in the way back left hand corner and the green stage was on the far right hand corner yeah which was where the lumineers played Noah Con played like it was so far away from where you would want to be so the merch
0: line never went down I didn't get my merch no. That I wanted the so The merch badly. line was the longest line the entire the time. Entire it was probably like a 3 hour line constantly. Jeez. It was horrible. Like people like trying on the shirts. I am <laughs> like, "What takes so long? You go up medium, medium. Thank you. Bye." Like, it's "Oh my so god." Stupid. So, so we had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> when we so we we
1: got pretty close for Noah Khan, but then
0: yeah we got me maddie alex joe and nick got very close for noah kahan and then nick's nick was getting a sunburn so he decided he needed a hat five minutes before noah kahan went on so he and joe we were all out he of drinks brought his and, own hat for we well, were but. all out of drinks at that point and him and joe were like we'll go get more drinks and go buy a hat and we we're like okay, okay. We we're like we're right here remember where we are oh. do you think they remember <laughs> where we are do you think they were one remember
1: and two Five minutes prior to Noah going on, that's when they left. So do you think
0: they were really going to... Able to get back to us? Get back to us. No. Hour later, Noah Kahan ends. We leave during the last song, which is stick season, the song that everyone knows. We start like weaving our way out. Because we were deep the in there. panic attack that came over me as we were getting out of this, because then everyone started to disperse. It was like it was, like, never it was ending. giving Travis Scott... <laughs> At, like, that music was festival. Rolling now, Loud? Whatever it was, when, like, people were so close to you, you felt like you could suffocate. That's how close people were to me. Yikes. And then I got out of that crowd, and I was like, I'm never going that far back in again. Well, we all got out, and we were like, so we're not doing that for the Lumineers. No. Because- and then we left four songs into the Lumineers out of an hour and 40-minute-long set, and still getting out of the venue was insane like it was a pool of people like leaving. i think a lot of people have the same idea because they
1: realized how we still think they oversold tickets there was fifty thousand people there that day which is absurd on um, this of all, like for,
0: harvard athletic complex for that size
1: venue i know it's big but to to really enjoy the music you cannot sell that many tickets no like you're you're assuming people are going to camp out at the stages. Like you can't stand that far behind being in feel like you're at a concert. Yeah. And to get out of the crowds, you had to be by the vendors. You could yeah. not be near any of the stages. So I think you were just paying a premium amount of money to watch it from miles, away. miles away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would never go back. Yeah, probably. Because if I want to go see someone that I love, I will pay the extra $200 to get a close seat. Yep. And also, like, when we went to see the Lumineers, the Comcast Center, it's on a slant. So, like, even if I wasn't that close, I still could see the stage the whole time. Yeah. I couldn't
0: see the stage at all from any angle. No. Once. Even my neck hurt from, like, looking up up at Noah yeah, Yeah, look
1: up the whole time. So, never gonna go back to boston calling unless there's a new boston calling that's smaller or we get vip tickets yeah I, that's true even the vip though still looked packed and i think after this year everyone's gonna be like i'll buy vip and the price will just yeah up. true but anyways so we leave for for songs in and i w- like we were all sad but at the same time we were trying to weigh our options right like do we wait till the end of this set and, and then risk not getting an uber or Or just risk getting <laughs> staying at the venue until you know 11:30 midnight just not budging because there's that many people leaving at once. Or yeah not get an Uber, like not get it because we parked at Fenway, by the way. So to get to the festival, we took blue bikes from Fenway to Cambridge to Cambridge and there was almost an eruption because I asked if we backtracked and Carly did not like that. And flipped out of me.
0: <laughs> and how would we mean? backtrack? Like we got there and we were still like a mile and a half from away from the venue from but the venue. And Maddie Train goes, bridge. "What did we backtrack?" And I was like, "What the fuck, Maddie? Like, what like- do you mean? Did we backtrack? <laughs> do you have any sense of direction?" Yeah, we're in fucking Framingham now. So then we like- off on her because, like, how how do you have that question? So
1: yeah, I guess might oh, be might be I shouldn't have asked that. I shouldn't have asked that. I'm still so angry about that because question. because then I was like, okay. I'm not walking because it's a 30 minute walk and everyone's like, why are you so lazy? (laughs) I'm like, I, it's 85 degrees out. I don't want to walk to a venue that all we're going to do is stand at. Like I would like to at least sit in an air conditioned car for at least, because we're all sweating at this point because we blew, we blew bikes and it, it was super hot and you know it was a two mile blue bike which really wasn't it wasn't bad at all no it's very easy yeah i um, i wasn't saying that it was hard but i didn't want to walk after it <laughs> sue me sue me my thighs and i did not want to chub rubber whole way to the venue to go stand there in the in the heat so i called an uber and it wasn't coming and carly's like oh I, thought, I said, it'll be here in two minutes. He said that three minutes ago. It's like, I made her really angry and I am sorry for that. And then it was fine. We got in the Uber. Everyone, I think was just overheating because everyone got an AC and everyone was okay. It's like nothing happened. So we get there, have our good old time. And we walk out of the venue and it is so many people and you have to get to a certain point to even call an Uber because they don't allow Ubers right by the venue. So there's those guys that are always outside of Fenway and their bike rides. And we're like, would you drive us to Fenway? And they're like, if you have like $500, we'll drive you to like, we'll bike pedal you to Fenway. They're like, that's so far. So I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. We're like, it's really not that much. <laughs> and then we realized later it was very far still not that far um i was gonna say didn't you guys do that hold on oh well we biked yes but i think for them to have us like on their little cars oh that's like, true they would have yeah they're biking and, for like five people yeah, yeah it would have been probably <laughs> hard fair. so they biked us to where the uber which was and drop just up. the
0: harvard parking lot like so the we park- think they're
1: driving us miles they drop us off thirty seconds later, and like that'll be forty dollars. <laughs> we were like, what?
0: yeah, forty dollars per.
1: <laughs> they thing. told us at first it was like thirty five dollars, and we we're like, yeah, that's like totally
0: fine. Thinking we it thought like, it was gonna like be down like at the Storrow Drive Bridge, like yeah. that's where we thought we were going. Like it dropped off, and I'm like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> they literally biked us one quarter of a mile. And I swear to God, we paid them forty dollars. We paid a premium <laughs> price of forty bucks. I would do it again. However, anyways.
1: We at that there. point,
0: the Ubers are just lining up, and it is. And I go, "Let's get out of here and go further down and get an Uber somewhere else." So we
1: start walking, and I'm like, "Okay, this isn't gonna be so bad." We start walking, and all of a sudden, it's been like 20 minutes. Kyle's like, "We can just walk all
0: the way to Fenway." Because at this point, we're about to go over the Storo Drive, <laughs> like Storrow Drive, the whole and way around the
1: Esplanade. It
0: is. Type. Yeah.
1: 10:40 ish at night. I was like, we'll just walk the whole thing. And I'm like, how far is
0: that? It's no more than two miles. It wasn't. It was two miles. The Storo, Storo drive is two miles. No. If you put in walking from maps from Harvard complex to 94 Van Ness street, which is the solid core in Fenway, it is 2.4 miles. We biked the 0.4 and the rest was two.
1: I just need everyone to you know. put in walking
0: directions. I'm I just saying. I looked
1: at my timestamp from when we started walking to when we got to the garage and it says I walked 3.4 miles. So I won't let it go because it was the longest two miles of my life. And was it because a couple of factors, maybe my thighs had been rubbing together <laughs> more furiously than ever because People think, oh, a two mile walk, Maddie, that's easy. Yeah, you're right. That is easy. Except not when you're walking at my jog pace. Okay. <laughs> Carly was sprinting. Picture the national championship of speed walking. That's a sport, that's a thing. I was on a swim team with a girl who went to the nationals for speed walking and she demoed it. And it looks really weird, but it's a thing your feet one foot always has to be on the ground that's how speed walking works carly was actually running i think (laughs) because there was not ever one foot like more than one foot on the ground because she was taking the longest strides i've ever seen her take she was taking strides as long as someone who's six eight and i was (laughs) literally trailing behind her i just wanted to get back yeah. And for someone that has little itty bitty thighs that don't chafe, maybe that would be fine. But for me, that was not the case. And I literally was like, I'm in so much pain and we're walking so fast and I'm wearing Converse and my feet hurt. And Nick's like, are you OK? You went I went silent. About she literally went 0. 0.75 in. I'm like, I'm not
0: OK. Can we call an Uber? And everyone's like, no, we're walking. And I'm I like, guess what? <laughs> she could have called an Uber. It, no one was we, stopping. Well, her. we were on Storo
1: Drive, though. So we we're on the opposite side, right? We're walking down and the cars are coming like towards yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I couldn't have called an Uber unless I wanted to go back to Harvard and turn around and bang a No. You and could
0: then. Have
1: Finally, I am. I do that stupid thing where I'm like, "How much longer?" And Carly's like, "We're under a mile." I'm like, "Okay, great." So like, hopefully, another twelve minutes ish. We're walking for another solid ten minutes. I'm like, we have to be close because like, well, I lied? Um, <laughs> I actually, when I said we were under one mile, we were actually at one point one mile. So now we're still at point nine, and I'm like
0: no at this that is point we were at like 0. 0.7 I think we were at 0. 0.8 because I vividly remember I'm like
1: less than greater than we're about a mile out in this whole time I thought we were chipping off the second mile and we were still working through the first so soul crushing news soul crushing news we get into the car and I'm sitting there I'm like I can feel my heartbeat in my feet I am pretty sure I'm bleeding because my thighs <laughs> rubbed together for a full two-mile walk. And everyone's like, hmm, hmm, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> and the next morning, I wake up, and I'm just laying there, and Nick walks in because I'm like, Nick, Nick. He's like, I thought something was wrong. I'm like, well, I my Achilles feels like it's torn. <laughs> my feet are throbbing. Do I have open wounds in between my thighs and why does my whole body hurt he's like you're so dramatic i'm like i don't think you understand that was the
0: worst two miles of my life and everyone (sighs) don't walk home from cambridge all i will say is this girl is running a half marathon very soon i'm gonna be wearing spandex
1: (laughs) and my thighs won't be rubbing together so i will be fine
0: spandex creeps
1: up Nope, not these ones, not these babies, because yeah. the next day we went to the north end, and we did a good amount of walking around the north end, and it was very warm, and I wore we didn't spandex walk under that my far at all. we walked like not that far, but we Last walked in a while, okay, here's the thing
0: with chub rub though it starts from the moment, okay touch, yeah, so we went to the north end the next night and. Great dinner. Awesome. Honestly, it, was it was a, a lot wonderful of fun. evening. But after dinner, we went out for like after dinner drinks where everyone usually gets espresso martinis, but I kept drinking rose because I don't drink espresso martinis. We went to Tresca. Um, we went to Tresca, and I was sitting at the bar talking to my friend. And I had a glass of rose in my hand, and I was like very so, into storytelling. If you can picture, Carly was facing her
1: friend, like they were turned towards each other, so their knees were like.
0: Yeah, So we were just facing in towards each other. So I was just holding a glass of wine while I was talking and I was talking very aggressively with my hands. I don't even know what story I was telling, but I was really into it. And I flipped like a flip cup with the other hand, my wine glass. And I swear this thing went air, took flight in the (laughs) air, did three circles. And then as it was falling in between me and my friend, she looks at me and she goes, it's okay. It's okay. And it just shatters on the ground, makes the loudest noise. The entire restaurant. We all turn around because I was facing one of our other friends
1: and we're like, who was that? And we turn around and it's Carly. My bad. So
0: then. <laughs> She's hammered. I, no. I was not. Like, she I wasn't really actually. wasn't. I was, and I was, and that's the first thing I say, oh my God, I'm not even drunk. Cause like, and then you seem even more drunk because you're like trying to like defend the like fact that you're. I like, swear
1: I'm not drunk. No, like, but like. Carly didn't sound like that, but I did that because I fell on someone at Boston. I'm like, I'm actually sober. They're like, I'm actually sober, too. I'm like, no, but actually I am. Yeah. Like, sure, Jan. I'm like, what is
0: it? Jan?
1: <laughs> well, you know, like, it's from oh, a oh, show. It's oh, from a show. Oh, right. Forget Sh- sure, Jan. Oh. Um, anyways. Hurley. I don't know. Sure, Hurley. What Go is on. that from? I think it's from that 70s show or something. Oh
0: sense okay I don't know where from. <laughs> but anyways yeah so i this wine glass took flight and i watched it fall in slow motion and then shattered <laughs> it shattered it literally an shattered pieces. and got on my friend's linen pants and because it was, was rosé yeah, I, I felt bad though but yeah that was the one eventful thing of my weekend
1: yeah and then I accidentally ordered two platters of olives at dinner when I meant to order one. And everyone was like, Maddie, so many olives. You're an olive. And I'm like, do
0: you like olives, early
1: Oh, no, I hate them. What's a platter of olives? <laughs> Literally just, just, just olives pol- and olive so, oil. No, it was like a platter of olives.
0: <laughs> How many olives? I'm thinking like, <laughs> like a, hundreds. Hundred. a hundred. Seriously? A lot. Yeah. Oh, I ordered
1: only one. But unfortunately, the service where we went was not wonderful. And our standards for service are pretty low. Because we were once a server, so we understand if you're busy. Yeah, but I'm not kidding. I think this server erased us from our, like okay, I will. Like she erased us from her memory. Decided that every time she walked by her, her she table, it. She like, was not making eye contact, <laughs> and she was running, running as fast as Carly ran from Boston Calling past <laughs> our table. And I will be that person. I'll be that bitch. It was not my birthday. I I, will, I was like, I will be the girl. That and I was like, excuse me? I'm like, hi. Every time. <laughs> hi, excuse me. Can we like get our food in? We've been sitting here for an hour and a half. And then we finally get our food in. We ha- had been sitting there with empty plates for probably a good 40 minutes. Around there. And we had already ordered our coffee. And my coffee took forever to come forever. out. And it finally came out. And I'd asked her for the check when we put the coffee and I was like, can we please get the check? Like we actually have, we would like to get up out of these chairs and she didn't bring it over. And then of course I'm sitting there. I'm like, someone else is going to have to say something because I flagged her down every time. And she walked, it's like walking up behind us <laughs> and is hearing me say this. And they're like, Maddie, every time you told someone else to do this, she was just around. And I'm like, our check's still not on the table. Yeah. So. Whatever. It was, I felt bad. She but included
0: gratuity and we were like, probably mm. smart. Yeah, it was smart because <laughs> she actually pretended like we didn't exist. But that's, you know what? Say La vie. It C'est was a wonderful la night. Vie. Went yeah. Wonderful night.
1: And then Carly and Joe played a joke
0: on me. No, no, we don't need to get into this. They played a little silly, funny, goofy mood thing on me and I was pissed. It but wasn't just on you, on a few people.
1: And. We were all
0: upset. Well, here's the thing. It. OK, no, actually, we will get into it. So Sunday morning, okay. <laughs> Sunday morning, me, Joe and I and Duke went to a dog beach, a dog friendly beach because you're we like, oh, we're going to bring Duke to the beach, which is so cute. And I knew that later on we were going to be with some friends in the north end celebrating. celebrating me. And then with family the next day. And family with family my next, the next day. So I turned to Joe and I was like, oh, you should like fuck around and say you're about to propose on the beach. And he's like, oh, my God, such a good idea. So then at that point, I knew he wasn't going to. But he like still went with it and like pretended and told everyone he was going to. So when I was just kind of curiously asking, like, to be like, is he going to react because he is going to do it or not going to do it? Like, I was just kind of like, what's happening? And. Maddie and my two other friends were texting. She told my parents it like it went far. And my mom was like, well, it would have been the perfect spot. So, like, I don't know why he didn't do it. We like, all that was stupid. why it didn't
1: happen, because Carly is one of those types of people that wouldn't really want Duke there mm-hmm. for her proposal, which I get. And, and I want
0: it on a beach. Yep. And, and, and I want to celebrate with my friends after. and then my family. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So. It all really made sense to all of us that got that text. And Joe is not the type to be like, hey, I'm going to like, he's never done that. He's never said that. No. So he texted me and he's like, hey, I've had one high noon after my second high noon. I'm going to propose. And I was like, what do you mean?
0: I didn't know. He wished me luck.
1: Solo. He texted me fucking solo. So do you really think that I wouldn't believe that? You would never do that in a million years. Like, as a joke, nothing. So I'm, like, about to cry. I'm like, oh, my God. I never saw this coming. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm calling Natalie. I'm like, she's the only person that would probably validate, like, if this was real. Because maybe she would know. Because maybe Julie would know. Like, maybe someone would know. Nope. False alarm. What did she say? She didn't pick up. Oh, thank God. (laughs) So now I'm never going to believe him and I'll never know when it's happening. And maybe that was his game plan, but whatever. Speaking of relationships though. <laughs> <a good> segue. <laughs> so today we were thinking about, we were like, what do we want to talk about? Cause
0: you know, what you I mean we plan out every we We are planned far out in advance of what we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Harley, always.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we always have a couple ideas, but. I actually was at a loss this week. I was like, I actually don't know what I want to talk about because I was not in last week. I missed you early. <laughs> Miss you too. My beautiful boss.
0: Um, so, you're, are you our boss? Technically. Um, you're in charge of us. He manages us. Yeah, our yes, manager. Yeah. Okay. You're our I'll manager. I'll be your manager. Yeah, okay. Better. Okay.
1: Manager. Cool.
0: Um, I don't like bosses. No. I'm not a big boss girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So anyways, we were chatting about what we wanted
1: to talk about this week. And I was saying, I think we should really talk about how when you're in a relationship and when you have a partner, a life partner, a spouse, a girlfriend, boyfriend, anything like that, how their support and how healthy your relationship is directly affects how you're kind of performing in your life and how you're showing up for yourself and showing up for others. And because I was saying, you know, I feel like I'm in a really good place in my relationship right now. I feel like Nick and I are really happy and I feel really happy and well fulfilled and good things have been happening in my life because I feel like I've been able to show up really strongly for myself and also feel like inspired to do that because I have someone that's rooting me on and someone that wants me to continue to work hard towards the things I want to do. And we were saying to each other that that's really not the case all the time in relationships. There can be times in relationships where partners have a really hard time watching their, their partner succeed because it can feel threatening or it can feel like, well, they're going to leave me behind if they get too successful or if they accomplish this, then they're going to be better than me. And I think in relationships, it's a big, important balance of finding someone that not only wants to watch you succeed and can do anything they can for you. So you reach your goals, but also are on that same pathway of like, I want to also do something for myself and make myself a better person while I'm watching you do that. And I mean, I think, I don't know. I've felt like in a relationship before previously, I didn't have that, you know, have you?
0: Yeah. I feel like I've had a lot of support in my last, like two, like, I don't want, I want to say like real relationships. You say long term. Long term, but also the most real, you know what I mean? They the were most like, adult relationships yeah, because of like future talk and stuff. Yeah. My last two were um, both very supportive. However, there was one of them that I was going through a really like similar time in life for you where I just got in my dream job. I became a Lulu ambassador. Like all these good things were happening and I was just beaming and so happy and like off doing my thing. And he wasn't as in as a place he was still kind of finding wh- what he wanted to do in life like he was just like figuring out what what was going on and he um kind of sat me down and was like i like love you but i can't give you what you want or what you need right now and i'm so happy for you and i'll always love and support you but like right now he's like I don't want to bring you down. Like, that's what it kind of sounded like. And so we decided to take a step back away from each other. It was very like mutual, like, all right. So like, yeah, amicable, like, okay, this is probably the best for both of us at the moment because Mm -hmm. we just want to, um, take a step back. Like don't want anyone to feel one way or the other or start to get resentful towards each other. If like one of us isn't being there in the because way that the other one needs the other one to be there. Cause for. that can really happen. And like, I, well, because I, I was like, I don't want to say I was being so selfish, but at, I was what? 24. I was being selfish. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm 24. Like this like, is I'm living my best. life. I was living my, I was living my best life. I was like driving down to the Cape and teaching at bespoke. And like, I was having so much fun and I just felt like, bad almost that I could not be there be that person that and you be, want, like so as as much as he said I couldn't be there for you in that like time I was like I also can't be there for you right now and like we both kind of just decided to like take a step back so I feel like if anything that was the most responsible thing we both could have done and I truly to this day appreciate him being honest with me and saying that that and like that was like the reason why because maybe
1: you in that moment couldn't realize that you couldn't give him what he needed either until you sat back and you're like, well, yeah, you're not giving me exactly what I need, but I'm not really in a position to be what I need to be for you. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, that's helpful to recognize because I just feel like it's a hard thing to navigate and to talk about when a relationship might not be fulfilling you in the right way. But also when you realize that your partner might not be supporting you in the way that you need. That's like a really hard thing to realize, I think. And, you know, sometimes that's something that can be easily fixed. You know, you can sit down and say, "Okay, I'm not getting exactly what I need from you. X, Y, Z. Yeah. But sometimes it can be a really big thing for them internally, because if you're watching someone that you love succeed, it should bring you a lot of joy, right? Yeah. And if it's not, if it's giving you this feeling of resentment, like, why not me? Or why is it not my time to be successful? Or, well, what if they become more successful than me? What, then what? I think that's a point in your relationship or in, in your lifetime that you kind of have to sit back and be like, why the fuck am I feeling like this? If someone I love is doing all the things that they want to do and accomplishing everything that they want, why can't I be happy for them? And most of the time I think it's a a big self-reflection moment of like, okay, am I not happy with what I'm doing in my life? Yeah. Am I not feeling self-confident? Am I not doing the things I
0: want to do because of them? Yeah. And some people need to take a step back and re-fall in love with themselves. Yeah. And like really take that moment, that time off to, find themselves, their passion, their love and fall in love with themselves. And then you exude this confidence and you attract people who are going to support you going forward. Yeah. That's
1: similar that, that yeah.
0: have that similar energy. To you them. attract what you are. Yes. And if you uh, like put out this confidence and like, I want it all vibe into the world and know what you want, that's what you're going to get. And I also want to say this doesn't just apply to relationships. It could apply to friends. Oh my God. It's huge with friendships too. It can apply to best friends. Like you can come across best friends who are very, very, I'm very lucky where I've never had this with any of my best friends. They like all just know that I'm like the crazy one to put myself out there. And they're like, you do you sweetie go off. Um, But like there are some very like competitive friendships where it's like the other person kind of shuts down and doesn't support the person who's succeeding in that time, which is so
1: hard because
0: <clears throat>
1: sometimes people might not even realize they're doing it. And then all of a sudden they realize they're doing, it, they're like, oh, fuck, like I'm, I, I want you to succeed, but all of a sudden I feel like I'm in competition with you. Yeah. And I, again, I, I really haven't had much experience with that. Luckily either. But again, yeah, that can be really big. And I've heard horror stories of people being in very competitive friendships. And but also on the flip side of that, in adulthood, when you're finding your stride and finding success in whatever you're doing, like or just feeling like really confident and good. I've met people in my adulthood that I didn't even know,
0: you know, younger
1: that are in a similar wavelength as you like other female entrepreneurs right. or other, a lot
0: of the people we've had on this podcast. Yeah.
1: Other people that are just shooting to do the best that they can and make the best impact that they can and have really similar goals yeah. as we do. And, or, the, yeah. and build each other up. Mm-hmm. That's the most important Ugh. part. Like P- people, I always joke people that aren't girls, girls like, you know, other women in the business field that aren't rooting for each other. It's like, why?
0: Yeah. Why what, not? Yeah. Why not? What, what's
1: up? What's the point? If Life y- is lonely. Yes. And I, we're not it's by lonely. any means at the top, but it's lonely at the top. The bigger I you get to say that, yeah.
0: especially if you don't make friends along the way, if you burn your bridges and
1: if you consistently root for people, other people's failure, then, Failure is going to come for you. I'm sorry. If you're looking at people and say, I hope they fail. And yeah, maybe that'll help you skip a couple steps and get a couple notches higher in the beginning or in the middle. But in the end, you're going to be at the top and be like, who the fuck do I get to share this with? No one. Because (laughs) I might have burned my friendships, my business partnerships, my relationships. Yeah. And then what? then you only have that one thing sitting there at the top with you. And that's not worth it in my eyes. You want to bring other people with you. Yeah. Especially people that you love. And that is like a full circle point of surrounding yourself with someone that is going to root for you when you fail and you fuck up and you're like, this is, or you're doing something that you're miserable doing. And you say, I actually don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, great. You're going to be unemployed and we're not sure financially how that's going to work. But if that's going to be what makes you happy, I'll let's support do it. you. Yeah. Or on the flip side of things, when we told Joe and Nick, we're going to buy a gym. And I told him, I'm going to leave Lululemon. I'm leaving the one solid paycheck that I have. But. Who knows? As you move in together. Yeah. Like as we move in together, I'm like, so I'm actually quitting the one thing that might guarantee rent. Yeah. He's like, okay. We'll, we'll figure, figure it, it out. And, yeah. and I think, you know, that is so comforting to have someone like that in your life. And like Carly said, it doesn't have to be a partner, a relationship. It can be a friendship. Can, if you know that you are not interested in dating at this point, but you have that one friend that's like, I will go to war for you and with you. Then you have those people that you need to build you up. But if you find yourself in a relationship that isn't supporting you, (laughs) it might be, this might be your sign, your
0: wake up call. Well, I think if you get stuck in that rhythm, well, yeah, cause a lot of people settle for comfort these days, but when you think about it and you think at the end of like your life, where you want to be, who you want to surround yourself with and is comfort over quality worth it? No, no. Like comfort is not worth it in any way, shape or form. Yes. It like you can go through the motions every single day, but what at the, what is that going to bring you? And I think there's really something to be said about getting
1: out of your comfort zone. Like, I think there, I say this in classes all the time, there is no growth without discomfort. And yep. That can be said for a lot of things. And I say that a lot of the time, like, this sounds so stupid, but true. Like building muscle and getting stronger physically, you're going to be a little sore, but you're going to come out the other side stronger. Yeah. And, or grow, like you're going to grow your strength, but internally- you got to get a little bit uncomfortable in order to grow into a new like version of yourself or version of your relationship. And I think one of the worst things you can do is go through the motions because then almost every single day goes by and you're like, it's like what's changed. What's new? What's exciting? What am I looking forward to? So challenge yourself that if you're starting to feel that way to have those uncomfortable conversations or self reflect and be like, is it something I'm doing? Is it something we're doing or is it something they're doing that's causing this and see if that's something that can change. Cause a lot of the time I feel like Carly and I've talked about this before. Some days we fucking get into that routine and routine is great. And routine is helpful when shit gets hard, but it's pulling yourself out of it that if you can identify that, then you can do anything. Yeah, Cause sometimes I'll look at Nick and be am like, have we had like one conversation longer than six words this week? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And sometimes that happens. Like, I don't want people to listen to this and be like, oh, well you guys have all like butterflies and rainbows. Oh and no, like, no, not at all. Like the other day I looked at Nick, I was like, we have been so in a routine of getting home He's making dinner or I'm making dinner. You shower. I shower. I eat. We sit on our couches. We, we look at our phone and like unwind. Yep. He falls asleep. I go to bed and we do that for five days in a row. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I have not once asked you, Hey, how was your day? Or what happened at work today? Like, tell me, tell me a story. Like, tell me something. Yeah. And I think, that that happens in all relationships and that's a very normal thing. But being able to identify that because we go through our phases of doing that and then we're both like, shit, we need to put our phones away. And maybe that means we just need to get out of the house and like go out to and eat connect and connect or go get DQ and just like be in the car together because <laughs> I feel like that happens all the time. Yeah. And that can even happen with friends, too. Sometimes I'm like, shit, like, oh, my, like, gosh, oh my yeah. God, what's going on in your life? We haven't talked in so long because we're both just in our own little universes. Yeah. So take this as your sign that if you're feeling this way, then you are directly responsible for your own happiness. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. And if you're not happy, do something about it. Yeah.
0: Create that magic, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because I can say right now I'm pretty
1: happy, but all things that I've been trying to do that have gotten me to this point, because there are times where I'm like, fuck, this shit sucks right now. Like, grad school was really fucking hard. Yeah. And during it, I was like... Homework as an adult hits so different, too. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Like, so fucking different. It hit different in college. I know, it really (laughs) did. (laughs) I, I didn't even like it in college. I don't think I've ever enjoyed homework, but that was the one thing I could count on. My test grades were not it. Really? Yeah. It's okay. Not good. No bueno. Scales really helped me in undergrad. I would love to say I counted on a scale nine times out of 10. Um, What? I counted on scales nine times out of 10. Like I I needed. Like, okay. Yeah. What do you mean? I know we were science majors, but what do you mean? Um, (laughs) What kind of
1: scale? (laughs) Great scale. A great got it, scale. Got it, got it. Got it. Got it. No physics was the the only reason why I passed physics in college was because that scale, I'm pretty sure like a 50 was a C. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I remember that final and I, guys, I, we don't need to use that much, much physics is important, but like in what I'm doing, physics is not the be all end all. So I didn't do that well in physics, but don't worry. You're safe with me. clients. <laughs> but it was a team class. This, this is a funny physics story. This goes to show like we, we all have our things. So it was a team learning thing. So you had a team that you sat with every day in class and once a week there was a team quiz and then like the next week there, there was a individual or no, you would take the quiz individually. Then you would take the same quiz oh God. as a team. So we take all the quizzes individually and they're like, okay, so 20% of your grade was for that like quiz grade yeah. was your team grade. And then, uh, 20, 80%, 100%, <laughs> I couldn't remember if I said 40 or uh, 20. And then 80% of your grade was your own. And I'd always be like, F you're like, can it be reversed? Yes, please. So I was lucky because I had some very smart people in my group that loved physics and understood physics so i would often stay quite silent during the team quizzes "Mm,
0: i agree they're like does everyone did
1: everyone get a and i'm sitting there i'm like i fully circled c on that multiple choice but yeah a like i'd get a two percent on my individual grade we'd get a hundred on our team grade i'm like great so the final exam comes up and I remember vividly calling mom on my way to this exam. I'm like, I am going to, to disappoint you. I just want to set you up to know that I'm going to fail this exam. She's like, honey, no. I'm like, honey, yes, I'm going to fail. <laughs> it's nine multiple choice questions and one open response. And that's all. So like, you know, if you were going in for nine multiple choice that <laughs> the, 10, the, 10 the, points each. The, yeah. The percentage of failures quite high if you get a few wrong. Yep. So I remember going in and doing this exam and finishing my individual portion. Cause on the final you get with your teammates again and yeah. do that same exam as a team. And I'm like, I finished it. I'm like, I definitely failed. Like, I know I got nothing, right? Nothing. And then we get, <laughs> I obviously memorized what I had answered. So I get with my team and we do everything and i realized i got one multiple choice question correct out of nine and i remember that day calling mom i was like remember when i told you i was going to fail that exam she's like yes i'm like well i did and i know that i did because <laughs> i don't question that my group was correct because they got every single answer correct in class and she's like it's okay i'm like it's is it? Because I, I'm i pretty sure I'm, like, about two points away from failing this class and having oh my to retake God. it. I didn't. I think I got, like, a 58, so I got to see. Great. Thank you. I'm amazing. And that, my friends, don't take... I... Phys- physics... One fi- what? No. I don't even know what it was 151, called. 151? No, 151 was bio. Oh. Didn't do well in that either.
0: <laughs> Anyways, we are really
1: good at our jobs. Um, <laughs> that Bio I know. was not required for this. I was a nutrition major
0: to start. I know. So... I, like, literally hit a wall and I could not stop yawning.
1: Just now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I I saw your
0: energy level go from like I'm here and here we made it. Sounds like we probably should be wrapping this. Yes, but I will tell everyone why really quickly. So last night I was in a deep, deep, deep deep slumber and at 3 20 in the morning I hear and Duke threw up off the bed and so part of it was on the bed, so we had to change the sheets. We had to, It was right on our rug, so we had to clean the rug. And then we were like, all right, we just want to go back to sleep, because at this point, by the time we cleaned it up, it was like four, because it took a while to clean everything up. And Joe was waking up at 4.45. I was waking up at 5.45, because I had morning clients. And then when Joe woke up around 4.45, I'm yawning again, he uh, realized... Duke had liquid shits all over our downstairs oh. within that time frame that we tried to go back to sleep. So then I decided to go sleep out on the couch um, in our sunroom with the closest exit to outside for Duke. And he, knock on wood, has been okay since. But I uh, haven't slept since 3 a.m. So I am very tired. She's going to take a fine nap, later. Yeah. I'm yawning again. Team nap. I'm always team nap
1: client today asked me if i like napping i was like do, do i like
0: napping i haven't been able to nap recently but maybe today well because i am just out of it baby miss lexi pro has
1: really reignited my love for naps love that for you antidepressants really just get in there got got right in fucked up my sleep and said but you're gonna get know how to nap in the middle of the day when you should be doing
0: things so it's like perfect
1: Perfect. When <laughs> i can't do anything at night I'll just be awake. Perfect. During the day, I'll just sleep.
0: Love it. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. And only rate us five stars. Anything below, you don't have to listen. But But yeah, please leave a review. Love you. Love you forever. Bye. Bye.